Hi, this is Alana Terry, and you are listening to Season 6 of the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast. The audiobook for this season was voted on by our Patreon community at patreon.com slash Terry, where for as little as $3 a month, you can get free ebooks and audiobooks, and all the money that we raise is being donated to Liberty in North Korea and their Underground Railroad for Refugees. This season of the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast is being sponsored by my newest thriller, Save Me Once, which is the story of a mother trying to bring home her lost little girl. And today, our Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook that we're listening to is Frost Heaves, an Alaskan refuge Christian suspense novel by me, Alana Terry, narrated by Becky Dowdy. I hope you enjoy it. Chapter 23 Jade struggled helplessly in Gabriel's arms while Sapphire took a key from her pocket and opened the door on the far side of the cabin. Mama? The tiny voice made Jade's pulse surge, and she strained against her confines. Unfortunately, Gabriel didn't seem to be exerting any extra effort keeping her immobilized. Des! Jade shouted. Des, Mama's here! Breath and warmth and relief coursed through Jade's entire body when her daughter ran toward her, throwing her arms around her neck. Laughing, Des ignored the man who kept Jade's arms pinned behind her back. Mama, Auntie Sapphire says she knows where my daddy is and that I really do have a daddy besides God. Sweetie, we'll talk about it all later. Jade nestled her head against her daughter's cheeks, soaking in her presence, praising the Lord for allowing her to be with her daughter again. What have you been doing, honey? Did you get hurt? Des shook her head. No, I'm okay. Auntie Sapphire told me you were coming, but I didn't think it'd take so long. Why did it take so long, Mama? Mama had a few things to take care of first. She tried hard not to choke on her words. Her heart swelled with love for her daughter, with gratitude for her safety, and a simultaneous primal instinct to do everything in her power to keep her safe. Even kill. Gabriel was so close behind her, she could feel the gun in his pocket. If she could only find the right opportunity. But that was all secondary. Des was safe. Keeping her that way was the only thing that mattered. She breathed out a silent prayer of thanks, drinking in the sight of her precious child. Des put her hands on her hips and jutted out her lip. Hey, what happened to the top of your head? It's all bumpy. Mama got a little owie. It's all right. Let me give it a kiss. Des leaned in and got close enough to Jade's ear to whisper, I know she's not my real auntie. Jade's whole body swelled with relief. Of course, Des was smart enough not to be fooled, but she was putting on the perfect act. Jade didn't trust herself to reply to her daughter's words and hoped Gabriel hadn't heard. Well, have you been good for Auntie Sapphire? Jade figured that if her daughter could put on a show, so could she. Dez's eyes widened in apparent understanding. Oh, yeah, I had a bit of a hard time falling asleep last night, but then Auntie Sapphire gave me a little pill and I'm just now waking up. 
Jade held back the choke that threatened to well up in her throat. Well, I'm really proud of you. You've been a big, brave girl, haven't you? Come here and give me one more kiss. Des leaned in and whispered, Don't be scared. I prayed, and Jesus is going to help us. Jade didn't know what she'd ever done to raise such a perfect, precious, intelligent child. She found herself making God every promise imaginable, all the ways she'd be a better mom if he would only get them both out of this situation. She knew where Gabriel's gun was, but she had to wait for the right time. After her father's murder, Jade had taken several handgun classes, vowing to never let herself meet the same kind of fate as her father had. Other women in her class wondered if they'd have the fortitude to actually take a life if necessary, but with her daughter's freedom and safety at stake, Jade had no qualms. I love you so much, baby, she told her daughter, and Mama's so, so proud of you. Chapter 24 Hey, what's that for? Des asked when Sapphire came in from the back room, carrying a long rope. Sapphire smiled sweetly. Well, darling, do you remember that talk we had last night about how some people have those big, mean demons who want to make them do bad things? Des widened her eyes and nodded. Sapphire handed the rope to Gabriel and continued to talk as if she were a Sunday school teacher telling her students about Jonah and the storm. Well, sometimes those big mean demons have to get prayed out of people, and sometimes when that happens, they make them do mean things, like try to fight off the ones who want to help them. So the ropes to make sure your mommy doesn't hurt herself when we pray the demons out of her. Des crossed her arms and pouted, What makes you think Mama's got demons? Jade tensed, wished she could find some way to communicate with her body. Des was doing such a good job playing the role of the obedient, compliant child. She had to keep it up if they wanted to get out of this alive. Sapphire's voice was patient and melodic. Well, your mom's angry. She's got a lot of hurts about a lot of things, and we want to pray to make her all better. But sometimes this kind of praying we're going to do makes people get angry first. So we're just going to use this rope to make sure she doesn't hurt herself or anyone else. Jade's mind was working five times as fast as normal, as long as it was a human constraining her, she had a chance of escape. If Gabriel got complacent or distracted, she could make her move. A rope didn't have those kinds of weaknesses she could exploit. Get closer to the door, she tried to tell her daughter. Why couldn't telepathy work? Move closer to the door, baby. At this point, Jade knew that hoping for her safety as well as her daughter's was too much to expect. She just needed to give Des a chance to run. Jade had no idea where they were, if they were still near Eureka or not, but it wasn't dark out yet, and if they were surrounded by woods, Des could get away. 
That was the goal. Get closer to the door, baby. Des was still staring at the rope and ignoring her mom. Sapphire took a step closer, her face hardening as she addressed Jade. Remember now, I gave you the chance to do this the gracious way, and you turned it down. She draped the rope around Jade's shoulders like a scarf. What are you doing to Mama? Des demanded. With her eyes, Jade tried to calm her daughter's fears, tried to communicate what she needed to do. Get by the door, baby. Des took a step backwards, one step closer to the exit, to freedom. Good job, baby. Jade tried to give her daughter an encouraging nod, and while Sapphire tied a knot in the rope, Jade kept her eyes on her daughter, praying she could understand. By the door, baby. Keep going. I love you. You're going to be okay. The knot was complete. Jade couldn't wait much longer. Sapphire leaned down to tighten the noose. Don't make this any harder on your daughter than it has to be, she whispered. Now. Jade kicked Sapphire in the groin, splaying her backwards. Baby, run, she shouted. She turned around as Gabriel pulled out his gun. She tackled him onto the floor, grabbing his wrist with all her strength. He wrapped one leg around her, trying to knock her off balance. Jade held fast. She couldn't see if Des had fled or not, but there wasn't time to check. If she lost her grip, she was dead. Letting out an animalistic grunt, Jade held onto Gabriel's wrist, trying to slam his hand on the ground to make him lose his grip. The flickering lamplight glinted off his eyes, and she knew what she had to do. It was her only hope. She gouged one of his eyes with her free hand, turning her brain off so she didn't have to register the feel of it. He screamed. The distraction had worked. Jade grabbed the gun. There wasn't time to think. If she stopped to think, she might change her mind, might not have the courage. She aimed, braced herself for the deafening burst, the powerful kickback, gritted her teeth in determination. Jade pulled the trigger. Chapter 25 There wasn't time to look back. Jade had to find her daughter. She stumbled out the cabin door, praying to reach Des before anybody else did. Sapphire had fled the cabin while Jade was fighting Gabriel, which meant she could be anywhere. Jade had to be ready and she had to protect her daughter. She screamed Dez's name, uncertain if she was making noise or not because she couldn't hear anything, not the crunching of snow beneath her feet or the sound of her panting or frantic yells. Dez! Previously, during the fighting, her vision had blurred, narrowed. Now her periphery slowly returned to focus. Dez! She scoured the snow for tracks. Where had her daughter gone? Jade still had the gun. Gabriel would never come after her again, but Sapphire might. She had to hurry, had to get to her daughter before that woman did. Des! There inside some ATV tracks were footprints small enough to be her daughter's. 
racing ahead, she stumbled through the snow heaves until she caught sight of a tiny bundle making her way down the trail. Des! Her daughter turned around, running toward her. As she came near, Des's tear-streaked eyes danced with joy. Jade bent down to embrace her. I'm sorry, Mama, Des was sobbing. I knew I shouldn't go with that lady last night, but she said she knew my daddy, and she seemed awful nice at first. But I was really bad to go with her. Please don't be mad at me. Jade's tears mingled with her daughter's while they hugged in the snow. Shh, it's over now. Everything's going to be okay. So we're safe? Des asked. Jade wiped the tears off her daughter's cheeks. The last thing Des needed was for them to freeze to her face. We're going to be. I didn't know which way to go. Des was still crying softly. I didn't want to get lost, but you told me to run, and I didn't want to disobey you again, so I just went. Jade looked down. Des's pants were covered in snow and ice. She had to get them someplace dry. Do you know which way we should go? Des sniffed. Jade's first instinct was to get them both as far away from that cabin as possible, but she had to be more logical than that. She had no idea what time it was, but the sunlight wouldn't last much longer. Neither of them had coats, and Des was already shivering. Jade took off her oversized sweatshirt and wrapped her daughter up. What about you, Mama? What are you going to wear? Don't worry about me. It's my job to worry about you. She took her daughter's hand and looked around, trying to gauge by the position of the mountains which direction they needed to walk. Are you mad at me, Mama, for going with a stranger last night? Jade shook her head. Don't be silly. Of course I'm not mad. I'm so happy to find you safe and sound I could give you about a million kisses right now. Des grinned. Oh, yeah? Prove it. Jade didn't waste her time arguing. Thanks again for listening to the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast. You've been listening to Frost Heaves by me, Alana Terry, narrated by Becky Dowdy. Today's episode is sponsored by my newest Christian thriller, Save Me Once, about a mother's courageous attempts to do everything in her power to rescue her daughter from a life on the streets. Again, that is Save Me Once by Alana Terry. And I hope you join us again soon for our next installment of the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast.